0: All right, 644-16 till 7, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Quickly to Dr. Peter Scharf, adjunct professor, criminologist at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine. Talk about crime in the New Orleans area. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Hey, Tommy. Good. I guess for for one change, uh, for the first time in a while, I can say are we any closer to uh, making a change in violent crime in New Orleans, getting a new police chief, and the answer is yes, because the contract has been signed by both parties and gone out, correct?
1: Right, right. In the IACP, they're the brain surgeons of finding cops all over the country, and they're very good. And I think that's uh, the prudent way to go. You know, somebody said nobody went broke buying IBM. Nobody went broke buying IACP, International Association of Chiefs of Police. And they, uh, they'll get the word out and we'll have a good pool of candidates uh, to pick from. And uh, you know, I, I think I think that's a good thing.
0: As you talk about pool of candidates to pick, oh, oh, civilianization too. Have they made some progress on that?
1: Well, they're starting, I think, I think and and that's good because you know the pension benefits and uh, the, the the smaller pool makes filling a lot of positions uh, difficult if you're only looking at sworn officers. So to get civilians in the mix doing uh, the technology or jobs, more clerical jobs, I think is good. You know, it frees up resources for active crime fighting.
0: I don't know that you would want an ex-felon doing those jobs. However, if you look at um, the, the 2080 rule or whatever the percentage of people it is that are committing crimes, they go to jail, revolving door of justice. But... When people get out of jail, if they don't have something to do, chances are they're going to go right back to offending. Yes? No? Is that what the statistics right. show? And
1: we're, yeah, LSU, you know, we're actually trying something. You remember in Casablanca, Humphrey Rooker setting in a pension for hopeless causes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's us too. So what we're going to do is take the Stanislaus building, which is huge, we can house 300 people there, and uh, convert it into a reentry. Wait, center. You,
0: to be clear, you're talking about. Where's the Stanislaus building?
1: Right off Forgers. It's in the that complex of LSU buildings. It's okay. a good building. Right. And it was the nursing dorm. Uh, you know, and so what we're commit, we're attempting to do. You know, the final dots aren't quite signed Who yet. Who is we? First of all, Peter. LSU, okay. LSU School of uh, Public Health, School of uh, Medicine and uh, Healthcare. You know, so uh, LSU HSC. And, you know, we're, we're going to put flesh in the game and we're going to take on many of the offenders. We're working it out with uh, uh, the Louisiana Department of uh, Corrections Public Safety. And we, we're going to come up with a program that's designed for safety. You know, you look at why people come back. And one, you know, if, if, if somebody is homeless when they get out of jail and they're essentially couch surfing, moving from bed to bed, uh, and some of the beds are occupied were you know, involve people who uh, are on drugs or other issues. You know, when do they come back? And we're trying to get a safe uh, home, place to, you know, lay down, that's absolutely safe, uh, drug-free obviously. And um, we're, uh, you know, gonna give strong vocational training and placement strong education, um, and uh, kind of a, a very austere environment that will give somebody a chance to get back on their feet. And you talk to ex- formerly incarcerated persons, and, and there are two challenges can – I, can I get a place to stay, and can I, can I get a job – and if you solve those two problems, the risks of recidivism going back into the life um, are vastly reduced. You know, and, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting experiment uh, to see how successful we are. But we think we can cut the recidivism rate and ultimately the crime rate in New Orleans. Because is, in, in
0: is this funded, ahead, Peter? Is this funded?
1: Uh, we're we're We have a building as a start, and we have we have verbal commitments that we're working on to get some of the funding. And we're going to uh, the Justice Department, and we're going to the uh, philanthropic communities, and we're encouraged. But you know, we're starting. You know, Wait, and this I think this, is, I think
0: this is I think is newsworthy. So you got the um, Stanislaus building, and the plans are to create. A re-entry center? This would include dorms? Tell me what the plans are. What would this look like?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, they'd have, we'd have dorms. We'd have meeting spaces. We'd have classes, uh, career-oriented classes, educational resources, and you know, working with the top people at LSU, uh, Remy Starnes on the uh, Board of Supervisors, John Morrison, one of the leading surgeons in, in our area. And we're getting a lot of support. And, you know, we're, again, until it's done, you you can't wave the flag yet. But it's what what I'm committed to do for as long as I'm working. I think if we do that, and again, you think about it, we're asking too much of the police. You know, uh, we have under, you know, around 900 officers, right? They, They basically can respond to calls, but can we look to them to reduce the murder rate? We've got to do uh, other things. And I think this effort with corrections, you know, and, and the reality is almost all of the violent offenders in the city have long, many contacts with the criminal justice system and multiple incarcerations. And these are lost opportunities to do something to help them turn around.
0: I would ask the person that's listening right now that has never lived the life to solve this, whether you have a, a sympathetic heart or not, but just to solve this problem, you got a guy or woman's been to jail. They've been in the life. They want to get out of the life, but what do they do? You're 35 years old. You got a record. What do you do with them? You can either put them in jail for the rest of their life. That's going to cost a lot of money, and, and if you're just looking at the 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 sheer economics of it, that's going to cost a lot of money. Not the most cost effective solution, or you can try to turn them around and make them a productive citizen, which will not only be, I think, the moral thing to do that and the best for society, but also the practical thing as well in terms of costs. Uh, I guess return on investment. However, you want to look at it, right?
1: Absolutely, you know, and and it's really you know, couch surfing is a disaster. See, so no wonder we have a, a recidivism rate of esterns go from 51 percent all the way to the sky and that's because it's your couch surfing and your roommates do dope and then the parole officers and pro and probation officers come visit you by surprise at night and you're with people who are using drugs in this couch-surfing world. No wonder you're back to prison. And we uh, met this weekend with uh, some folks who were in life, were uh, in in prison for many years, came out in the fear of the parole and probation officer find you in a compromising situation. And oftentimes it's not the person themselves, but they're in an environment where other people are using drugs or doing other stuff. So they get caught in that, in that network. And there, there have been a series of binds that formerly incarcerated people have that we're trying to eliminate. You know, one of them is, uh, you know, dependence on people who are in life, even if you're not. And you imagine yourself, let's say uh, you had no home, and you had to go hang out wherever you could get a bed, and that bed was in an environment where people were doing dope and doing crime, How, what chances would you have? And I know uh, people have freedom of choice and will and all that, but this puts them in binds that coming right out of prison, many of them find difficult to navigate, and we can reduce our costs. You need to think about it. The, what is the cost of reoffense? You know, so you put somebody back in jail, they're out. And then you, uh, you, know, you, you, you know, you put it, you, you bust them. And they go through the whole process and they go back to jail for multiple years. Each year, uh, the estimates can be around $30,000, $40,000. And uh, that's an economic disaster to the state. We can do much better things with that money.
0: Peter, is there a website yet where people can find out more about this or not? No, no, but I'll get you all the information. I'd love you to help promote it. Yeah, I would too. I think it's a great idea. Thank you, sir. Peter Scharf, adjunct professor, criminologist at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine. Whether you want to do it for the right reason or just for the pragmatic reason, uh, Jesus would want somebody to to rehabilitate people that are offenders and, and get them back on the right path, right? But even if you're just a hard-nosed businessman and could care less about Jesus, the most cost-effective thing is to get them to stop committing crimes and don't have to pay them to sit there in, in prison, pay to have them sit there in prison. 654-6-7, till traffic now on WWL.